Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Saturday. But as you know, we like to call it Saturday Situations. It's getting to the point, man, I don't even know. Is sports real, fake, or just for show? It's your boy OG, and we're going to find out. If it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in layman's terms. It's simple, people. Logic doesn't always work. Sometimes you just have to get it out the dirt. But it's okay. I've been down for a minute. Now I'm back in it. You don't have to call, but I will. Let's dive into some of these Saturday slugs. All right, but before we get to Saturday slugs, of course, we got to bang our drum for my girl, Brittany Griner. The drum, been banging it. She's still been detained for over 100 days. As I said, she is front page news now. She, she's in the know. She is front page news. Her wife, Cherry, is still making the rounds. It's in your face, and the drum's deafening at this point. If you don't know who she is and why she's over there, I don't know what rock you've been uh, hiding under. But the question is, what is anybody going to do about it? I'm waiting. No, we're waiting. And we're going to keep banging on this thing until she comes home. I want to thank everybody for the support. Anyway, going ahead and these uh, Saturday slugs. I've been out of commission for a little while, but uh, I'm going to give you what I got today. Uh, first, we're starting off with female tennis our girl Coco Golf, uh, she fell to the number one in the world. Iga Swiatek, I know I'm butchering her name, but she's the world's number one. Uh, she got rid of Coco pretty early, six three six one. Coco's only eighteen. It's her first finals. We're looking forward to seeing her and, and a lot more, improving her game and one day taking home the trophy. But second place, nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm not a big advocate of coming in second, but hey, uh, congratulations, Coco. Uh, we wish you much continued success. On the men, on the men's side, it looks like uh, our number one favorite court player, Rafael Nadal and Djokovic, on a cra uh, collision course to play each other. They have their semifinal matches today. Moving on, the Phillies fire fire manager Joe Girardi. I mean, after no extension in the summer, the writing was pretty much on the wall, and then their horrific play this year. Somebody had to go, and it was Joe. And it's kind of strange because Joe's been known as a leader of men. And when they fired him, they didn't fire the whole regime. They actually promoted the bench coach, who was his guy, who's been with him in Florida, the Yankees. And they went out and pasted the Angels last night 10-0. to Well, like they say, sometimes you just got to cut the head off the stake. Uh, good luck, Joe, ex-Yankee. So, do your thing. Moving on. Brian Fitzpatrick, or... Fitz Tragic, whichever one you want to call him, finally called it quits. And, you know, I'm not being a cynic, but it's about time. Also retiring is Frank Gore. If you didn't know, is the league's third all-time leading rusher. And uh, he signed a one-day contract to retire with the 49ers. Uh, Frank's a good guy, hard runner. I had no idea he was that high up on the uh the running back list, so let's give him his five years and go ahead and get his bus ready for Canton. Okay, uh, on a sad note, in football, former Dallas running back and Chicago Bear running back, Marion Barber was found dead in his apartment. I really didn't get the details on that, but uh, he was beloved by the by Cowboy Nation, uh, a good guy, uh, R.I.P. to Marion Barber. And if you haven't, they don't have anything to do on these these days so far. And like I said, I'm I'm not advocating baseball as much as, as I uh, want to because uh, the problems that I have with them and 
not enough uh, brothers being in it. You need to watch this female softball. It's 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 off the chain. I'm hooked. Uh, right now, you have uh, Arizona and UCL. Arizona and UCL UCLA are waiting to play the winners between the number one seed Oklahoma and Texas and seventh ranked uh, Oklahoma State against number fourteen ranked Florida. The games are super entertaining. Check them out. They're on TV all day. Last in our Saturday slugs, we got Mr. Phil Knight. You know, Mr. Nike. Oh, he wants to buy the Blazers. Because if you didn't know, Nike Town is in Portland. Not in New York or some other big up. Nike Town is in Portland. So if Phil Knight gets the Portland Trailblazers, I don't think Dame's going to go anywhere. That's all I'm saying. That, that, would be, that would be crazy. Dame Dollar and Nike. Okay, let's get to what everybody wants to talk about. These NBA Finals. Celtics, the Warriors. Everybody's writing the Celtics off. The Warriors in four. They can't be beat. Basically, it boils down to he who hits the threes will win the game. That's what it's looking like. Because that's what happened Thursday night. But, you know, we've heard all the noise about is Tatum ready? Tatum has all the talent in the world. I wish he would get up off that three-point line and, and go into his whole bag, but he seems to be uh, enamored with the three-point line. He doesn't want to do it. He wants to stand around. But like I said, if you think he's better than Kevin Durant, something's wrong with you. He has talent like that, but his game hasn't evolved yet. Because what I keep telling people, what separates a star and a superstar is, if you give a superstar, Jason Taylor was supposed to be, at the end of that game, before it even got out of hand, he was supposed to be at the top of the key asking for the ball, saying, get out the way. He has yet to do that yet. I, now, everybody wants to say he carried him in the three series before, and yes, he did. He had star-like qualities. But you're in the finals. You're in the finals. That time to go hide in the corner and wait for the, that that's over with. There was a great team win. Uh, Derek White off the bench. Great team win. Tatum had 12 points. 12 points. He's your guy. 12 points. Let me explain something to you. Kevin Durant averages 30 in the finals. Just saying. Then the second thing the Celtics did, Udoka, masterful coaching, he took, I was sitting there screaming at the TV, he took DeMarcus Smart off the ball because he was turning into a turnover machine. I sat there and counted. He turned the ball over like five straight times. When he took Smart off the ball and put White in, it was more upbeat. They didn't turn it over. And then it became a game. Because, I mean, uh, the Dubs were killing them in the beginning. And I kept saying to myself, if they hang around, it's going to be a game. And then the fact that they were leading at halftime, I just said, if they hang around, even, you know, in the Bay, it's going to be a game. And guess what? They hung around in the third quarter, even though they were down by like 12. They hung around and ended up, ended up pulling the game out. Well, ended up blowing them out in the last three minutes. Where was this vaunted dub defense? Where, where was Draymond at? Who was he checking? Didn't matter because Derek White, Jalen Brown, and the old man, Al Horford, was killing them. Actually, Al was the MVP of the game. I mean, it should have been Derek White, but Al, Al was killing them. Al was that old guy at the park that you wasn't prepared for, and he let him have it. 
The fact is, Looney, Looney couldn't keep up with him. Now, mind you, Al's like a 12-year vet. Looney's a young guy. Al was beating him up and down the floor, up and down the floor. Like I said, the Dubs Achilles heel is the middle. Like They had Wiseman sitting over there on the bench. He's a 25 and 10 guy easy. They should have never drafted him because their offense is not predicated on a big guy touching the ball that much. They should have traded him already and got something else. They need space eaters and shot blockers. Looney does both pretty well. But he's a waste of a seven-footer for me. Yeah, he scored 21 the other game, but look at his body of work. How is he still in the league? But I guess everybody evolved, so he had a good game. So everybody going to praise him up now. And he plays D to a certain extent, but I just don't see it. Now, the kid, Wims, he's not even back in, you know, he's not even back in really, like, playing shape. He's out there just – you know, going through the mo going through the motions, just trying to help his team win, blocking shots and rebounding. He owned the second half. There was nobody could stop him from doing whatever he wanted to do. I mean, he's not much of a scorer, but like I said, he's a space eater. He, he, you know, he's blocking shots. He was keeping Steph out the middle. With none of the little, you know, flick layups or the floaters. It was none of that. Everybody want to shoot threes. He was like, fine, but don't come down here because it's not happening. Can the Warriors win with Steph as the lead dog? That's where it comes in at. And everybody wants to go back to their first championship. As I've said on numerous times, Steph was the face of the franchise. He was the best player of the team, but he was not the leader. It was uh, it was Andre Iguodala and Draymond, i.e. see most valuable player that Andre Iguodala got. I mean, Steph didn't play bad in that finals, but he – and they play a team game, so it's hard to single out one person. And they want to talk about, okay, when the Kevin Durant got there that, you know, they made it easier for Kevin Durant. No. He made it easier for them. Who had to compromise their game? Uh, Steph had to compromise his game because KD does what KD does, and he doesn't have to compromise anything. He averaged the same on Golden State that he averaged. I think he might have averaged a point less, but I don't think he did. So who changed? Steph, as the this year, this is Steph's team. He is the de facto leader. He is the guy. No doubt about it. No question. He's the best player on the team. He is the guy. So if he wins this year, I'd be – I mean, I'm already a Steph. I'm a Steph fan, but I think people go overboard with the the three point. Just because you're the best three point shooter in the world doesn't mean you're the best player in the world. I mean, slow down. When Ray Allen or Reggie Miller, when they were the best three point shooters in the world, nobody considered them the best players in the world. So I mean, I know that people need to get off of that. But can they win with Steph as the lead dog? He he basically shot himself out. Because the, the 21 in the first quarter, zero in the second quarter, he ended up with like 35, and they lost. So can they can they win the big one with Steph at the lead, dog? Because I'm tired of hearing about uh, championship DNA and all of this. That means absolutely nothing. That's in the past. It's, for, it's the here and now. And the Celtics really don't care. Draymond, with all that yakking, he was real quiet in that last five minutes of that first game. But everybody's chalking it up to, you know, being – I'm like, how are they nervous? And they blew, they blew them out. 
And if you haven't noticed, the Celtics have been playing better on the road than they have actually at home. If they could get the home situation together, it would be crazy. It would be it's like people think it's crazy right now to think that the Celtics could actually sweep the Warriors. I don't think that's going to happen, but just think it if it did. How would that affect Steph's legacy? Because they want to throw the stat out there right now that he's one in one in nine. He's one in eight without KD. You know what I'm saying? And nine and one with KD. So then, of course, your boy Draymond threw it out there that, you know, Steph got doubled more when they had KD. But he, you know, he needs glasses. But that's just funny. That's that's something to ponder. Can they win with Steph as the lead dog? Uh, and Wiggins, Wiggins, Mr. Wiggins, Mr. Former number one pick. People like to call Wiggins a bust. He is not a bust. You're number one pick and you drop him 20. He dropped 20. He's averaged 20 every year he's been in the NBA. It's not a bust. He's not on the bench. He's not coming off the bench. He is bona fide. He's a talent. He just doesn't have the right situation. He's in the perfect situation right now. But he has to want his close-up. His close-up is right here, right now, in the present. He has to step. I think if he steps up, if he just steps up, say, look, let's just say, he slides into the KD role. They, they can they play off each other. So it's no, you know, you play off him, you play off him. They play off each other. Just let Wiggins, just, you know, let him do his thing. If I'm Curry, I'm pulling him to the side and be like, go crazy. Do you. Act like you're at the park. Let's see what happens. You know what I'm saying? That's what I do. I think this kid is ready, given the opportunity. And the way they fought down the stretch, yeah, he, 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 he needs to come with it. His, like I said, his close-up is right now. Will he take advantage of it? We'll see. Mr. Poole, Mr. Killer, everybody in the playoffs has calmed down. He didn't look like the starter slash sixth man coming off the bench. He looked like the eighth and ninth guy on the bench Thursday. I was like, who is that? Falling down, not playing no D. Shots wasn't falling. But he needs to step it up, too. And, and the thing I noticed about the Warriors that rotation, he's back to, I don't know who to put in the game again. And like I said, Steve Kerr, like Steve Nash, he's not a great X and O guy. Steve Kerr's talent is he can coach talent. He knows how to coach talent. He knows how to get you up. He knows how to get you motivated. He's not an X and O guy. Steve Nash can't coach talent or X and O. So, so I'm going to give Kerr his card. But uh, those rotations... They look mangled again. I was like, okay, you got Otto Porter coming in, Pool. Otto was on, Pool was off, so he set him down. Then Pool came back and he was cold. And he's got to figure it out. He's got to figure it out. And another question: Where was Clay? Where was Clay? Where was Clay? I keep telling people Clay's not going to be Clay until probably next year. You know, we've had glimpses of of him. You know. But everybody's thinking like, I'm like, they forgot the clay, the real clay. Clay was between 18, 21 points. He averaged 20 points a game, but he wasn't no world beater. People forget clay was the second, third option. So they coming back like he averaged 30. He had some great individual games where he dropped the 37 in a quarter. He had the 60 or whatever, but that's just one game. And I'm not sleeping on his talent. He's a, he's a, he's a great player. That's all. I should have been on the top 75 and all that. Pump your brakes, Clay. And I'm going to ask again, where was Clay? 
Because when they couldn't hit anything, Steph couldn't hit anything, Clay couldn't hit anything. I was like, okay, when Clay's not on, you need to take him out. Like I said, there lies the dilemma. He's back, but Clay's not going to be Clay until sometime next year. Well, that's all I have for the NBA because honestly, I couldn't call it. I still think the Dubs are going to come out with the win, but I don't, like I said, I don't know if Steph can win it being the lead dog. And he can, and he has the talent around him to do it, but can he? We're going to see. But like I said, I don't, I can't call the series. I, it's, it's a coin toss at this point. If if the Celtics somehow, the Celtics had collapses just like the Dubs had at home. So, you know, the, the Dubs have more games. The Dubs have the four games. They don't. So they're going to have to get it to, if they get it together twice at home, I think they might take it. But that remains to be seen. Like them getting one on the road here, that was that's what you're supposed to do. Cause I'm pretty sure tomorrow night the dub's gonna run them out the building. Pretty sure of that. Pretty sure of that. But we're gonna see. Okay, moving on to boxing tonight. The one I've been waiting for. We got Haney against Cambosis. Okay, let's dive into this because how are you? Four belt champion in the 135 pound division, and you show up and can't make the weigh in. You know what that says? Unprofessional. You know what that says? Hasn't been there before. You know what that says? Gonna get your ass killed tonight. That's what that says. This guy's 15 minutes of fame has gone to his head. He's up there talking like he's had the belts for two or three years. His ego's coming out the side of his neck. You should have saw his face when he couldn't make the weight at first. He said that was a uh, he said that was a, a ploy to uh, to make Devin wait. No, that wasn't a ploy. That was you being a slob, not training like you were supposed to. You better wake up. You better wake up. That's all I'm saying. Devin made weight, no problem. Finally got his dad and uh. His dad got a visa to get into the country for the fight. Because let me tell you who was going to come if his dad couldn't make it. You know who was coming? Floyd Mayweather's dad. That's whose fighter he really is. Floyd Mayweather's dad is the one that took the time, put the time in on him. Floyd just took the credit, but he was Floyd's heir apparent. Floyd did pick him to be his heir apparent at 16. But, yeah, dad's on the flight. Dad's there already. So tonight, Cambosas and all this emperor thing, the Empire's about to get overthrown, buddy. Dev, you haven't been in with a guy like Devin Haiti. Teofimo is a brute. He can fight, but he's a brute. He's not a boxer. You're about to get in there with a boxer tonight. And I'll get Cambosis against Teofimo because Teofimo should have laid him down. But he has heart, and he was in the moment. But now, he done talked himself into a whole lot of stuff he can't back up. That's why the two fights in Australia, he's like, well, if I can get two cracks at him, maybe I can beat him. We're about to see. Because I know this first fight, like uh, Shakur Stevenson said, he said, I think Devin's going to just outbox him for about five or six rounds and just beat him up the rest. So I'm looking for a coronation tonight for Mr. Haney. If not, he's going to have to leave his father and really get with Floyd or, or another trainer to get him to that next level. He's not a finished product, but the talent is so great that uh, you want to say he is. You, you want to say he's ready. He's been around those guys since he was 16. So, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. 
Because I'm like, if he wasn't like that, Floyd would have said he wasn't like that. And, and like I said, he picked him as his heir apparent. So tonight, Haney against Cambosis. I'm sorry, I don't know the undercards. I really don't care. I'm waiting for that one. That's the, the big fight before Crawford and Spence get it on. Because nobody wants to see Triple G and Canelo again. Canelo just lost. Oh, the rematch is imminent. Have, he didn't fight Floyd again after he lost to Floyd. I knew he wasn't fighting Bivol again after he lost. Because they know those guys found him out. All you have to do to Canelo is box him. Anyway, that's going to pretty much do it for me today. Uh, let me give a shout-out. Shout-out's going out to my man D. Davis, a.k.a. 6ix9ine, a.k.a. my favorite, Black Jesus. Uh, speedy recovery, my brother. He had some surgery that I didn't know about. Mary, you got some explaining to do. Uh, also, shout-out to the graduates today. I don't know everybody that graduated today, but I had a couple cousins to graduate. Uh, little Irene, congratulations. Uh, uh, my cousin Madison, congratulations. And all the other graduates, uh, if I don't know your name, just congratulations. Uh, moving into the future. As always, it's your boy. That's all I got for today. It's your boy, OG. And I'm O-U-T.